This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I've come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. <laughs> good evening. Uh, good evening, everyone. Wow, wow, wow. What a day. Absolutely shattered completely drained, uh, got back in, had a bag of fish and chips, settled down for a bit, and we're live on extra extra time. But if there was ever a show that you have to do on the day um, after a match, which is an away day, it's today. I mean, today, that match was insane. Um, there's no Amy today. She has been to the match today, but she's out celebrating or somewhere. But you've got me. We've all we've got um, five guests backstage. We've got uh, Kev, Sam, Paul, Scott, and Craig, all coming on to tell us all about that insane game. Let's just rewind. I mean, it's ended up Aston Villa two. Wolverhampton Wanderers 3, and after 80 minutes of that game, 80 minutes, we were 2-0 down and looking like we're heading to defeat, but not this team. My niece's uh, husband got a ticket to the game and he ended up just sitting to the side of me. And with 20 minutes to go, he left. And I'm like... I said to him, Lee, what, why are you going? I, I know he, he had to get back or anything. I said, you, you don't leave games early. We're still Wolves. Anyway, to go. And he's missed the most incredible comeback. I, one of the most incredible comebacks I can remember. I mean, like, when the, sec when the first goal was in, it was game one. I'm going to just put a little description before we start talking to the guests. I felt 
as though if it was a boxing match, we'd threw a few punches, had a few go, but Villa had probably outboxed us a little bit technically, got in the lead 2-0, and then it was like a rocky show, and we swung a punch, caught them on the chin, dazed them, and then it was like we just went in on them for the last 10 minutes, and then that winner at the end, I mean, Cody scoring the equaliser was amazing, um, and we scrambled it over the line. And then when Ruben Neves stepped up to take that one, we're like, come on, Ruben, a Ruben Neves worldie. It wasn't a worldie. <clears throat> and it kind of like for one, for a split second, it was all like most like time stood still. Where's the ball? And then you just saw it bouncing into one side of the goal. And then all bedlam takes place in the Wolves' end. Limbs going everywhere. There's a couple that in the famous thing, some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. The final whistle goes and it is now. Unbelievable, insane, um, just crazy finish to a game. And we've won that derby. And then the emotion at the end from the players coming over was just, it was just a special moment to be there, to share that with all of the fans in that stadium. And we stayed for about 10 or 15 minutes after. I know some stayed even longer singing. And it was just a special day. Anyway, we're going to bring on uh, our first guest today. We haven't had him on for a while, but um, I'm sure he's got a lot to say about this. He's Kevin Rogers. Hi, Kev. Hi there, Dave. Good to be back. I thought you forgot me. No, mate. Never forgot. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Sometimes it's difficult for you to come on. Ask you a couple of times and then t today. Yeah, you yeah. Managed to do did you go today or, or what? I did, yes. Yeah, fortunately, I was oh, there. Right. He did. Just talk me through, talk me through how you were feeling when Villa's second goal went in and 80 minutes to go, how you were feeling at that moment. I, I, I just couldn't see a way back, Dave. The, if the next goal, to me, had got to be Villa's. They, they really took control of the game. Um, and we just seemed, once that second one went in, for, for 10 minutes, we just seemed to fall apart. There were so many misplaced passes, um, people trying things that, that just didn't come off. And you thought, ah, this is just not going to be our day. Um, but this is football, isn't it, Dave? Um, um, I'll tell you what, it's... This is, these are the, this is why we go. This is why, I'm, my voice is still hoarse. Um, I can hear it, mate. I can hear it. I, I, the... the the third, I couldn't quite believe it when the first one went in because we were we were so out of the game. Yeah, and then it kind of okay. That's that's it was a good news to get the goal. Actually, we got behind them and pulled it back, and Soyes was there to tap it away. Well, put it in the back of the net. Great finish. It, it just I've, I've watched the goal back, and I hadn't quite appreciated just how good a goal it was. Yeah, I mean, Pedence came on, and to me, Pedence completely changed the game. He, he was taking the ball forward. He was driving forward. He was he was bringing pulling their defenders around, which we hadn't really done throughout the game, um, and completely changed the game. Fantastic cross, and you know, easy touching for size. And you thought, yeah, that's a nice consolation. Given you know, I'll take the two one from from where we seemed in the second half. You know what? At that point, when we scored that goal. I was, I was, I know you're not, you probably, if, if you're listening to this, 
or back on the podcast, you're watching it live on YouTube or you're watching it back on YouTube. I said, and there's a few guys that I've said it to before the game. I had, I, I don't know why, I had, I had this vision that we were going to score a last-minute winner. I was just kept thinking about it, imagine. And I just never said it on my, my preview, but I just had this thing. I said it to a few guys before the game. They came up after he said, you said it. And when that first one went in, I just felt it, man. I just felt we could... Because at 2-0, they say it's a dangerous scoreline, don't they? They get the third. But if you get that goal back, all of a sudden, it energised us and they tensed up. And it, the game... Really just went into panic mode. They, they just dropped deeper and deeper. And, you know, fair fair play to the manager. He, he got his that tactic right. Pedence come on. Just a little... Just moving the defence around. Um, and the things that wasn't going right in, in the first 80 minutes, all of a sudden started to click. Second one goes in and you think, that we're going to get a winner here. This, I was saying it, man. I was saying we're going to win it. We're going to win it 3-2. They had completely bottled it, which was fantastic. And, you know, the banter up between the, the crowd then was just so oh, yeah. because Because, you know, they, they were giving it this, weren't they, and saying... Yeah, 2-0 and all that. And you're thinking, oh, I hate you a lot. Bloody hate you a lot. <laughs> and so once we pulled it back to 2-0 and then then you you still don't, you know, still, you, you know, you're happy that you got the, t the, the point. But then the, the free kick, and again, fair play to Adama. Really, yeah. really good run. Driving, committing the defence. Gets the, 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 the free kick. And, and the guy in front of me turns around and he says, this is going straight in, this is. And I said, that would just be fairy tale stuff, wasn't it? We were all thinking, Neves worldy about it. It, it, it was like, it, when we got that free kick, it was central, it was perfect thing out. We thought Neves can put this away. And as it happened, it took that deflection. And for a split second, I lost the ball. And then you saw the ball going yeah. the other side. Of, and it seemed to go in slow motion whilst, and then it hit the back of the net. And then... Tell me what, what it was like when that crossed the line where you it's, were. It's utter bedlam. We we were in the top tier. It was utter bedlam. There were there were bodies flying everywhere. <laughs> the, the, it was just utter carnage. And again, that's why we go to the games, isn't it, Dave? And you know, I felt sorry for, for your mate that missed that. Because anything can happen, can't it? And sometimes it does. And it was just absolute carnage. And you know, we were looking down, and there were just bodies everywhere. There oh, were people on the pitch, the, the players. Um, and I've seen some of the pictures since then. And, and yeah, the, you see the emotion on the players' faces and on the fans and the way they came to the fans. And I mean, yeah. Cody when he scored that equaliser as well. I mean, that, that was that was magic for yeah. Cody. Where Scrum the hell did Sark come from as well? I, mean, I know. I was down there for both goals, the second and the third. And what a great save he made in the first half as well, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it was nil-nil at the time. He made a really good save. And he obviously won uh, the Castori uh, Player of the Month last month. Well-deserved. A couple of double saves and the assist for the Raul goal. But I think he's turned a lot of doubters around. Lindsay and I were talking before the game and we were just watching them warm up because... We, we, we've never been to a game so early. We were there hour and a half before yeah, the game, I mean, yeah. which is unheard of. So we're watching yeah. all the warm-up. And, and Lindsay said, he thinks we've, we've done a real good bit of business. I was kind of worried when Patricio went. But if you think about 
you know, what money we paid for Saar. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a class keeper. Different qualities. Different qualities. Talking, but... about, talking, talking about keepers as well. Did you see the, the pictures of... Uh... The touchline with John Ruddy celebrating. I mean, I yeah. mean, he doesn't get to start look, but he's such, he's so positive. He's going to be a coach or a manager one day, John Ruddy. But he, he, you just the emotion on his face when the third one went in as well from the touchline. It was incredible. Just, just, just absolutely superb, superb. It was. It was. It's definitely a day that we can say that we were glad to be there. I mean, it wasn't feeling like it after eighty minutes. So, you know, I thought he made the substitutions a bit late. He just tend to do that, Bruno Lars. I think, like you, Pedence made a real impact. And it was interesting, he brought Fabio on. And Fabio did put himself around. I mean, he tried to do a an overhead cycle kick at one point. Uh, but I, I said in my, in my um, preview, I didn't expect Raul to start because he played on Thursday. He had the travelling. Uh, he brought him on for the last five or ten minutes. But apparently, Raul was pacing up and down the touchline for 30 minutes, saying, bring me on, bring me on, bring me on. Yeah, um, I've, I've read the report from Bruno's comments after the game, and they make absolutely perfect sense. And that's one of the things I really like about him. He really goes and, and, and talks detail, doesn't he? The reasons why he did things. Um, and he said he just didn't want a chance, get Raul getting injured, because we, we just can't afford to have that happen, can we? Absolutely. Um, and, Bruce uh, Bruce Hurst said, what the hell happened to Wang? He didn't have the best of game, but I, I think in, in his defence, um, without Raul up front, we were especially, I mean, it was a bit of a, an even keel, nervy start from both teams. Both teams had a couple of chances, obviously. Villa had the better chances. Uh, Adama made that run, which would have been goal one of the contenders for goal of the season if, it had, if he'd have scored it, but typical Adama, he didn't. And then we couldn't seem to... We kept giving the ball back and it mm -hmm. wasn't sticking up front. And Raul and Wang up front, they're fast, they're strong, but they, they don't hold the ball up like an Adama, like a Raul Jimenez, and it wasn't sticking. I thought the last 10 minutes of the first half, we started to get into the game. And then, of course, they hit us with that sucker punch two minutes in. Um, Ings is deadly. He's a deadly finisher. It was a good header, good finish. He got an, a good strike for the second goal, although that took a deflection and took it away from Saar. But you've got to admire the way they stuck him. But I thought he, he did leave the, the, the substitutions. I thought it might have been too late. But Pedence, yeah. I don't know whether it's because he's small and they couldn't see him. He was like invisible. He kept turning them. They kept losing him and turning one way or the other. And he created space for others to get in. And I, I thought he made a big impact. And I thought... Fabio did a good job of putting himself about as well with energy. And we needed that energy. And that sort of like that first goal, it changed, it changed that, everything. That, that, that small area that Pedence plays in on, on, on the edge of the 18-yard the box. And then when he starts to, to drive and draw the, 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 the defenders in, creates havoc because it just it just pulls them out of shape. And then he, you know, he, they, they really haven't got a clue what he's going to do. Does he does he does he beat them? Does he go in the back, or does he bring another player in? And again, exactly. that's something different that we, that we don't have. Um, but whether he whether he's a ninety minute player, time will he's, tell. He's not shown that yet, has he? No, um, he's but, certainly something different, and certainly something defenders do not like defending against. 
Absolutely. And Kev, just to finish off your segment on the show, we've got you on first, uh, which is brilliant. Um, let's give your overall performance rating. If you want to split it into two and go first 80 minutes and last 15, because it was 95th minute winner, you can. And who's your man of the match? For, first good... 80 minutes, I'd, I'd give it a five. Yeah. But the, the, the last 10 minutes, sorry, the last 15 minutes was, was 10. So an average of about seven and a half then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man of the match, I'd say Neves. Neves, he had a very good... He never, again, it wasn't his best game, but he he didn't ever shy away of of wanting the ball and trying to do things. So I I would give him, I would give him man of the match. He loves his club and the fans were a perfect 10 today as well, absolutely. Kev, absolutely brilliant to have you back on the channel after a big break. Um, you know, I'm glad you got to be there and witness that today and be part of that emotion. We do have um, also that's joined us is Jess going to be making her debut. She watched it at home and I've seen the reaction to her and her dad jumping around the uh, the living room. She was almost there, but she'll be coming on later on in the show as well. Uh, Kev, thanks ever so much, mate. And we'll see you hopefully on the next one. Yeah, pleasure as always, Dave. Pop Cheers, on. buddy. So that's Kev. Great to have him on. And next on, who I got to uh, have a chat with before the game. Hello, Paul. Hi, Dave. Nice to see you before. You remember me saying before the game, I fancy an added time winner for Wolves. Do you remember? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it's true. He did say that. (laughs) I know. It's like I had a, I don't know what it was, man. I just had this vision of the, a last-minute goal and Bedlam, and it, it absolutely happened. Um, a lot of people won't believe I said it, but I did actually say it. It was un- unbelievable. But you wouldn't have thought that was going to happen after 80 minutes, would you, Paul? No way. I mean, I think uh, Kev just said that when we pulled a goal back, it did feel like it was just pulling a goal back because it wasn't like um, their goalie was making loads of saves or we were creating loads of chances. It felt like the game has almost begun to drift away a bit from us. Um, obviously, the Villa fans thought the same because they were singing "Mind the Gap" and they <laughs> that aged was, well for them, didn't it? Yeah, they thought it was a bit of a done deal. But from their point of view, I can kind of see why they might have thought that because it wasn't like you thought, "Oh, we're going to score any second now, and it's all going to change." But once we did score, then it all did change. Oh mate, um, it was—it's just—it was just bad. I mean, talk me through that last fifteen minutes. Well, I've watched it back. Um, the highlights, you know, you can watch it on the Sky Sports app. And I think um, one key thing that helped make the change was just the amount of bodies forward. I paused it on the um, equalising goal. And it's clipped into the back post. And I think Dendonka um, kind of sets it back across for Cody to score. And we've got six players in the box. And um, it's not directly from a corner because it gets cleared once, it goes back in, and then it comes back out, and then it goes back in. So I think it's really positive that so many men were in the box because that's a Kill big thing. the ball as well, pass. didn't they? Yeah, it, we just didn't let them out. And maybe that was down to their inability to to clear their lines properly. But credit must go 
for keeping the attack alive and keeping lots of men forward. Um, and it's just a real positive because I've picked up on that in the past. I don't think we get enough players in the box. But if you get enough players in the box and get enough balls in there, eventually you make your own look. Oh, absolutely, mate. I mean, I, I, I think you're absolutely right with that because you you do make your own look. And I think we've not had the run of the ball sometimes. And yeah, the deflection, I mean, I didn't see the quite the trajectory of the ball, whether it was going top corner or over. I mean, I don't know if you... Well, could... the, the Neves one was going... Well, it was... <laughs> It was going the opposite way to where it ended up, and it sent. But we've seen that happen before. I think we've seen that happen uh, with regards against us in the past when we've had that happen and we've they've scored a goal and it and the keeper's been going the other way. Yeah, um, but like you say, you make make your own look. Their goal came about the second goal through making their own look as well to a degree because he's obviously hit the ball very hard, but it's it's probably going straight down Sar's throat. And it's taken a deflection and it's got no chance. But if you don't shoot or don't put lots of crosses in the box, things like that won't ever happen. And also no, the way, exactly. the way that we win the free kick as well. A real positive run by Traore right at the heart of their defence in the 94th minute. You know, we were still going. We were, we were um, really relentless in the pursuit for that last goal. And, and it, it wasn't exactly how did it go where you were watching? Whereabouts in the stadium were you? I was in the away end, but I was uh, quite near the back of the upper tier. So um, it's kind of good sometimes to be that high because you can see everything unfold uh, below you. Um, and it was really nice as well just to see when the third goal went in and at the end of the match, the players and the staff, it seemed to mean so much to them. And I think that's so encouraging from a fan's point of view to see how much it matters, you know, to, to the players. You don't have to be a lad that's grown up in the black country and played for Wolves to appreciate what it means to win in a fixture like that. There's obviously a real togetherness amongst the staff and the manager and the, and the, um, and the players. And they, they've got to um, rightly receive a fair bit of credit for that. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell, tell you something as well. If you win a game like that, it can transform your season, can't it? It can. And one thing I've reflected on on the way home, one of the best things for me is that's four wins out of five in the Premier League now. That's really good form. But I think the last time we played well in the majority of a match was probably Man United at home. What do you think yeah. about that? I know you're probably absolutely right, and we Watford haven't seen actually, Watford to an extent, but yeah. See what I'm saying? It's um, four wins out of five, and we haven't really played that well lately. And do you know how many points behind Man United we are now? I know with three behind the Champions with, with, League, with Ronald, with they've got with their Ronaldo Ronaldo or whatever it is. <laughs> two points. Yeah, we're two well, points behind. United, I think with three points after Champions League place, I know there's people to play and there's uh, three teams below us that could go above us if they win. But we're eighth. And five games ago, we haven't got any points. We haven't drawn a game yet this season. We've either won or lost and we're on exactly the zero goal difference as well. Yeah, it's been a great few weeks. I know that you could say in some ways the fixture list has been 
slightly kinder. And I know that coming up in December looks pretty nasty, but you know, who'd who'd bet against us to take some points off some of the, the bigger teams as well, because we've played well against Man United and Tottenham already. So maybe we shouldn't be worried about that. Oh, exactly, mate. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm just, I'm really, really like buzzing. I think like all the Wolves fans, I mean, the scenes at the end, the scenes when the Neves goal in, I mean, if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, go on my channel at, at the end of this or watch it. I put the Neves goal up on its own. Now, I'm not, obviously, I did my match vlog, but it, there's this really special goal. Okay, I'll, I'll, and the scenes at the end, it just had to go up. And you just had to see like what it meant to the players, the fans, uh, to turn that around. And uh, the Villa, I mean, you have to feel a little bit for the Villa fans, I suppose. No, you don't, do you? No, <laughs> no you don't. But no, they probably do they were they 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 were they were literally punch drunk at the end. What happened to them? They kind of collapsed. They they fell apart. Um, which, which a lot of the credit has probably got to go to us for making that happen. And to be honest, for the other seventy five minutes, were they that good anyway to be two 0 up? Not really. I know we weren't great, but they weren't either. No. So uh, they, they probably were they, they probably were deserving of it on the balance of play, you know, especially in the first half because I thought we had a very very sticky period which we came through actually. Yeah, for thirty minutes and we thought I thought we were starting to get a grip of the game towards the end of the uh, end of the half because it wasn't sticking up front, and yeah. then that early goal in the second half kind of got, I mean, their fans, that's when their sort of fans came alive. They were a bit quiet up until that point, apart from obviously a few they of were. the singers. And the atmosphere, I thought, only really came alight in the last 20 minutes as a proper derby atmosphere. It was yeah, yeah. very much bubbling along as very nicey-nicey in, in, in some ways. It wasn't that intense, ferocious derby atmosphere. But when we got that... Um, when obviously they scored the second and they would they got behind the team, started they started to believe, and as you said, they were singing the Mind the Gap song and taunting us, which fair play, you were 2 0 up. And um, I saw a tweet from some chappy with a, a tick, blue tick on Twitter saying the roar of uh, you know, Fortress Villa Park. Well, I thought that that tweet then aged very well, and then when we scored. The the noise levels, the belief in the and the way we suddenly started playing because if we see the team pushing forward, it the fans react to that, and it it was just raucous at the end. Proper derby atmosphere. It's sort of like the, it was a proper derby for the last twenty minutes. I thought, yeah, yeah it was. I mean, in, you mentioned about the first half, that sticky period, where I was sat a bit higher up. It was so obvious what they were doing because. They'd got um, Ings and Watkins up against our three centre backs, yeah, and they were playing Buendia in the in the hole, and I don't know why, but he was free so often, and all they were doing is just feeding it through to him, and I think that's how that Danny Ings chance came about. Yeah, we just didn't get to grips with him, and for me it was quite simple that they just needed to say to Neves, "You need to sit in and stop him." affecting the game because he was so I was surprised that that um 
wasn't dealt with quicker from the manager's point of view. Yeah. Um, but one question I've got to you and be interested to see what other people think. For me, I don't think Samedo's offering much. Um, he was getting a little bit of stick today from some of the fans around us for giving the ball away and, you know... His confidence seems shot at the moment and I think the manager's got a decision to make in the next game. Um, I think he could play Hoover there, who did a right at Leicester. Perhaps he deserves a chance or I think he could be really brave and say, Traore, we want you to be I know he's not a right wing back as such, but I think you know he could cause damage from from deep coming coming forward. So I'd be interested to see what happens with that over the next few weeks. It would. Um, now I can get what you're saying about Samedo because I think he is a, his confidence has got a little bit, and he did show glimmers when he was trying to take the ball, but he often cut back after taking that run and then knocked the ball back. Um, and Marcel's a bit guilty of that. On the other side, he's confident. Both the wing-backs have probably lost a little bit of confidence. Maybe play it a little bit safe two times. But we know Marcel, since he gave that penalty away, he's he's sort of not... I mean, Johnny Otto, we kind of miss him, I think, at times. Hopefully, he'll be, he'll be back. And I can see there's an argument for Hoover. He's got talent. He's got he's obviously was well thought of at Liverpool. He's still a young lad. And maybe, but not Traore. I've seen Traore personally play wing-back and he can do something from deep, definitely. We saw that when he gets the ball and he runs with it. I like to see him going more through the, the middle because that's yeah. where the goal is at a tent. But Traore playing as a as a wing-back defensively, no. Nah. He, he tries to do the same thing as he does in the middle of the park and the top end of the park, i.e., dribble his way out of defensive situations. And if he loses the ball in those situations, he causes us, we've seen us lose goals. So I ain't one for what Nuno did with for playing Triori as a, as a, as a wing-back personally. I like to see him up in yeah. the top third. I know he gets a bit of criticism sometimes for not tracking back. But if the manager's saying to him, look, we want you to win the ball, try and win the ball back, but save your energy for the attacking half, you know, don't get sucked into doing too much, you know, running all the way back, then maybe that's why sometimes he can come across as a little bit lazy. He's just still got to find that finish. As I say, if he'd have scored that goal today, it would have been a contender for goal of the season. He went past something like five or six Villa players and got the shot away. Looks even better on the replay as well, his run. But, yeah, I mean, I've been really patient with... Samedo, I'm not going to be one of these people that's like shouting and getting on his back at, at, at the match. So that's not going to help. I thought he might need time to adjust to the new league and the and the pace, but I'm struggling to see what he brings. He doesn't bring assists, doesn't bring goals. I don't think he's particularly strong defensively. Who are you on about now, Samedo? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm just. Um, I just wonder if. In the manager's head, how close is he to thinking, I'm going to give Hoover a run? Well, he probably is. I think the other thing, I mean, Samada was a, a late call-up. I mean, I always think it's difficult to judge after the international break because they haven't had a proper training session. I know we can say the same for Villa. Um, 
I don't think he'll change anything for next week. I think he'll stick with it because he, he's, he's announced he's given them an extra day off. Uh, they're going to resume training on Tuesday. And I think, obviously, they'll have a proper full week to prepare for Leeds. And I think if he has another performance like he did today, then potentially uh, I think that might be the time to look at uh, potentially changing him. But I don't know. I mean, what do you think, guys, um, in the chat? Would you uh, drop... Samedo for Hoover, be interesting to see uh, if you agree with uh, Paul's point on that. And I'm sure the other guests will have a, an opinion. Uh, Paul, to finish off, uh, give us your performance rating and man of the match. If you want to split it into 80 minutes and the last 15, feel free. I'll call it. I'll call it a seven over overall. I'll merge the two together and say overall. It, it was a seven because yeah that last 15 minutes they've given us memories that all last a lifetime but the stuff that came before that was quite forgettable really yeah um i agree with what kevin said i think as the match went on neves's influence really started to grow his pass to podence for the sace goal is a brilliant pass um and i think Without him today, we we probably wouldn't have got back into the game. So I'll give him my my man of the match. I think he got the game by the scruff of the neck in the last twenty minutes or so. Absolutely, mate. And, and and mate, it was great to see you and have a, have a chat with you before the uh, before the game, and also meet your dad. It looks sounds as though your dad's um, getting all his mates to listen to the podcast and watching you on YouTube. Spreading the word, Dave. You're saying. I bet your dad was happy, right? We're all spreading the word, and I think um, I speak on behalf of everyone to say, you know, really well done on being a, a finalist in the awards that you went to this week. It was really deserved for you to get that far and um, really enjoying listening to the show. I appreciate that, Paul, mate. You're a top man. Right, well, I'm going to move on to the next one. Paul, uh, obviously, thanks again for coming on the show. I appreciate you giving up your time. It's been a crazy day, and obviously, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it this time because we make sure that we finish so if we are first on match of the day, which would be nice, but who knows? Um, we all can get off to see that. <laughs> see you soon, buddy. Hopefully after Leeds. I might see you at Leeds, hopefully. Yeah, I'm there, I'm man. Going. So hopefully see you yeah, before, be before the game as well. Nice one. Cheers, Paul. Yeah, cheers, everyone. Night. Cheers. So that's Paul. Um, we've still got to come on the show. Scott, Sam, Craig... Jess making her debut, which I'm really looking forward to, getting a female fan's point of view as well. And we've got Jack, who I saw before the game as well. And he will vouch for me what I said about the uh, the vision that I had about the added time winner. But next, we're going to have uh, another friend of the show. Hasn't been on for a while. And I'm sure he'll explain why. But it's uh, it's Scott. Hello, Scott. All right, man. How are you doing? Mate, I'm good. I'm good. Were you there today or did you watch it on a, a, a naughty stream or listen to it on the radio or what? Uh, naughty stream. Um, it's been a bit of a hectic couple of weeks since we ain't been on the show um, with personal stuff and obviously Brushbury as well. So, yeah, but I'm back. I got a chance to actually sit down and actually enjoy the game today. And I, I wish I was there because the lads in the Brushbury chat were putting all the videos up of them in the stands and stuff. It looked Awesome to be a it part of. In, I wish was, I was there. It was insane, mate. There's a lot of guys. I mean, this is why we, why fans are so important to football. 
the Villa fans played their part. I mean, you know, it was a, a it was brilliant. The weather was nice. It's a West Midlands derby. I know the Villa fans, their main derbies sort of Birmingham and with us, it's kind of West Brom. But the last few years, there has been that little bit of rivalry between Villa and Wolves, obviously in the championship and, and going up. And to be part of that today and the way the game finished and the way the fans were when we equalised, when the first goal was in, it was like, great. When we equalised, it was unbelievable when Neves scored the winner it was as you know there's probably they shouldn't have but you can understand some people ran on the pitch to celebrate and then at full time and it was about 10-15 minutes still going after full time and soaking it all in it was just a pleasure to be part of that absolutely fantastic the joy and what it means to everyone to win that game and it's only the third time Scott in Premier League history, that a team has been trailing into the 81st minute 2-0 and have come back and won the game 3-2. Wigan did it once. I think it was Redden another time and now Wolves. Only happened in the Premier League era three times and I was there to witness that today. Well, for me, watching it on the TV, obviously it ain't the same as being in the stadium. But I thought that the first half wasn't, anything to write home about, but I thought we were all right. I thought Villa were doing, um, having a couple of chances on us as well, but I thought it was quite an even game. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't, you know, out there, but the second half turned it upside down on his head. Like, I was never expecting it in a million years to go that direction. And, um, yeah, I'm just glad we come out on top. Uh, mate, it was absolutely brilliant to come out on top. It, it, it really was, man. So, um you know, you got it on uh, on your on your uh, naughty stream, and if you do like to get things on naughty streams, uh, the my partner Spider VPN, we've got a link below, um, who support the channel. They provide these things so that you can watch these things, with, you know, as well. So, absolutely amazing. Um, score, uh, uh, Scott, you wasn't holding one of your babies when we scored that third one, were you? No, but I scared the living daylights out of one when I jumped up for, for the equaliser. Because, okay, like, okay. I, I agree. Like, when Say scored, it was good that we got a goal. But I thought it was just a consolation. I didn't think that we were going to come out winning. But then when Cody got that second one, I thought, okay, let's hope momentum keeps going now. And we actually, you know, try and force a three points out of this. But I could see it again. I was thinking that it was going to end 1-1. But when Neves lined up for that free kick... I just thought, how mad and insane would it be if he, if we have like a Neves free kick special, and it was probably one of the worst free kicks ever, and we still scored. So... I, man, I was saying it. Watch my, um, I put it on my YouTube channel, the Neves goal, and I was going like, come on, worldy or whatever, and it wasn't a worldy, but did we? It, and it kind of like lost it for a second, and the ball went in, and we're just like slow motion as the ball bounced into the net, and then we're all just going. Absolute bedlam, and it's just uh, it's just a magical experience. Scott, um, give us your performance rating and your man of the match. Well, my man of the match, I'm going to give to Podence, just because for me, I reckon he changed the game. Uh, when he came on, he made us more attacking. He created a lot. Um, he, it's like he Chan. He Chan's been on top of the world for Wolves since he joined. Well, I think this was probably one of his more quieter games. 
Yeah. But when Podence came... It was a formation that didn't suit him, to be fair. Yeah. Plus, no Jimenez in the starting lineup alongside him. Because yeah. not well. So, for, for me, everything... It felt like everything was put on Traore. Traore was the one that was going to get the goals. Traore is the one that we need to feed. That's what it felt like. And as much as Traore did have chances, he did create a lot of stuff. I thought it was a lot to put on his shoulders. But then when Silver and Podence joined the game, we... Podence created a lot more in a short period of time, which led to stuff as well. He, and then he opened up space. He turned yeah. inside and out, um, and the space seemed to open up. The runners seemed to work for him as well, and they didn't seem to be able to get a grip of him. He's got such a low centre of gravity as well, Daniel Pedence. And we've seen him do that in a few games. When he played the full match, um, I think it was away at Southampton. I can't remember. I think it was at Southampton. He didn't quite have a very good game. Then he earned his place in the starting lineup, and then didn't really perform in that game. But he came on today and made a real impact. Well, you look at Silver as well. I think Silver um, had a good game when he came on. He didn't make as much of an impact as Podence did, but he still was, you know, forcing us to attack, still um, moving us forward. But you could. I was just wondering why Jimenez didn't start. And then they said on the commentary that it's due down to fitness because of him coming back from the international break. So I thought I'd get that, but then why didn't he come on when Silver came on? So I presumed that he was just literally that, you know, not ready to come back at all. But then I heard through listening to you guys that apparently he was pacing up and down, begging to come on. So he was apparently, he was like giving a large, the, I want to come on, I don't want to come on. He was trying to protect him. Uh, thanks to LA Wolf fan for that. Appreciate it. He was trying to, uh, he was trying to protect him, and you can understand why. But he, he left him till very, very late. Uh, if it had popped up and got the winner as well, can you imagine that? Well, you think about it. If you're a Villa fan, and at the beginning of that game, you're seeing Wolves line up without him in there, you're rubbing your hands, thinking, okay, yeah. they've made a mistake here. But then we go the whole game. Yeah, okay, we didn't play our best, but we're literally on the comeback. And then it's 2-2. And I think Jimenez came on at a 2-2 point. You did, and, yeah. and you're thinking, if you're a Villa fan, you're thinking, okay, I don't like this. They're, they've literally got two goals. Jimenez is now coming on. I bet they were all thinking Jimenez is going to score a winner. But lo and no, behold, no, it was no, a... No. I don't think it was a threat, threat to that. So what's your performance rating then? Uh, to begin with, I would agree with um, Kevin. I reckon it was a five, but obviously 10 because it, we won... The scenes, the, the you know, the fact that this is probably the closest we'll ever get to a local derby, it just every everything screams ten because of us getting the win. But if it had stayed the way we were playing and the way it was going, yeah, it, was, it would have definitely been a five. Because I was I was getting annoyed, like watching on TV, some of the loose passing done by everybody, and everybody was guilty of it. And he chans uh, the reason why they got their second goal because again, it was a loose pass. Like the passing was shocking for a long periods of that game, and I just I could I honestly couldn't see us getting anything out of it. But like literally, I'm jumping up and down in my house when it went the way we wanted it to go. Absolutely, well, Scott, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on again. I haven't let, let you wait to the end today, but thank you very much. Got to get through because we've got a lot of people waiting to get on. I'm sure you'll stay back in the green room watching along as you normally do. I hope to catch up with you soon, mate. Righto, all the best. Thank you. And just a little thing for Charlie Richardson, mate. We have a moderators on this channel. If anyone says anything in towards you, you will get blocked um, and you will get timed out. So don't moan if you're doing anything like that because we don't put up with uh, any sort of uh, 
nasty comments or abuse have your opinion, but make sure it's put across in the right way. Uh, next off, we've got Sam, who's the uh, Wolves 1877 Trust Chairman, who I happened to run into in uh, Tesco today before the game. And Sam, you'll vouch for me what I said a bit about that last you minute. Did. You certainly did. And it was funny. My son said it would be a last-minute winner as well. I think you were both having the same conversation. He got it as being 2-1 in the last minute. It was going to be a yeah. one-all draw. And I think you were saying as well we were going to see a bit of a goal fest. So, yeah, we certainly did. Absolutely fantastic. And where were you sitting in the uh, the stadium in the end, mate? You were, well, I don't I, think you were that far from me. Were you because you come over at half-time? I, was, I wasn't right. I couldn't get any closer to the pitch, let's put it that way. I was in the front row. Oh, wow. You were on the day then? Yeah, and I was one seat away from the Villa fans to the left of me. <laughs> oh, man. What so, were their faces like when that third went in? What Villa fans? There weren't any in there. They're all gone. They're gone? <laughs> yeah. They, they, it was like a library. It really was. The silence from the side of us, there were gaping holes in their support at that 81st minute. They just they started to go out. And by the time we, we got saw Cody get the boot into the, the net, that, that was... I think even the whole end had got gaps in it. I thought, yeah, that just says it all. Their, their fans are not impressed today. Absolutely. Oh, well, that's that second goal. Was that the one which um, the uh, Kilman hit the, Kilman hit the, the bar. bar? Yeah, Kilman hit the and bar. I thought, oh, the chance has gone. And then they kept it yeah. alive into a second yeah. and a third phase. And then yeah. I think Villa were all over the place at that point defensively. We, and we've managed to recycle it. And uh, yeah. when Cody scored, I mean... The uh, it was a bit of a scramble. Let's face it, he bobbled over the line, and we, but he got it in the back of the net, and then he come over to the fans. I mean, that was magic for him to score that. That feeling it was amazing yeah. for him. It's it's great. It, what got me, as you said, I wouldn't say it was a game of two halves at all. I'd say it was a game of eighty fifteen, as you've said. Yeah, and I said to you at half time. I wasn't happy with the way Traore was playing. Yes, he'd had one decent running. I was sticking mind. up for him, though. You I... were sticking up for him. I'm, I hold my hands up, everybody on the channel. I'm not a Traore fan. I'm sorry. The guy is another Bakri Sacco to me. You get <laughs> 10 minutes of excellence and 80 minutes of nothing at all. And I think we had about 15 minutes of excellence out of him today. And as Scott said, what was annoying me the most was the mispassing the back passing that wasn't going to players. We just didn't seem to be getting on the ball and holding the ball. We were losing it. And I don't like the style of play Bruno's got at the moment. Everything has to go back past the halfway line to rebuild up. I, I don't understand not using the wings as much. We, we're not going down, down those sides. Everything just seems to have to rebuild up every time. So I don't do know whether... Do you think, the... though, Sam, do you think, though, it was kind of like... Because he hadn't had the most of the players back, because he wasn't going to risk Jimenez that he tried this uh, yeah. with Wang and Triori up front. Yeah. And they're very, very similar in a lot of ways. The, the main difference is Triori is probably a better dribbler, um, but Wang probably is a better finisher. And, and they were playing quite wide apart. Almost yes. like they were playing in that three on either side. When you need two, the two, the strikers, yep. if you're playing a two, you need them a lot closer together. Close together. And Raul and maybe Wang would have probably worked. But we was yep. like always missing that holding uh, player. And we yep. for a long period of time, the ball kept coming back because it didn't stick. 
Yeah. And um, maybe he was forced into that position to that this time. I, I, I think he was. I think Jimenez normally would have started and is supplying a lot of the balls into Wang when he's playing. And, and that's where our goals are going to come from going forward. But we always seem to have a problem after an international break. And we yeah. have just got over that today. We've persevered. We've stuck at it. We've kept niggling at them. The football wasn't the best we've seen this season by any any means. But they stuck at it and give them the due. Just to see Sace sliding in to hit the ball in the back of the net was superb. Yeah. Anybody else wouldn't have got that, I don't think. He just got the mindset that I'm going in on my arse, basically, with my feet up and I'm hitting it. And it happened. And yeah. then Cody getting himself up. That was superb. I've just got a question for you. Yeah. I, I don't know whether I'm right. How many years have we gone without winning at, at Villa Park in the league, in the top league, part I, of the league? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Because um, if Carl's watching, he's the star. I know exactly. Yeah, well, I know let's exactly. See whether, let's see if they get it in the comment. Comments. Well, yeah. the question for you in the comments here is how many years has it been with before since Wolves last won in the top flight, I'm saying, yeah. against Villa at Villa Park? Let's right. give them um, 30 seconds before you give us the answer. Yeah. Uh, before we get on to that, I want to um, hear your performance rating and your man of the match, mate. Well, I, I've got two sides to this. I'd say first half, I'd give them a three out of ten. I'm sorry, I felt it was awful. And at that fine. point, at that point, Connor Cody and say as Sarah should say, we're getting man of the match because Sarah was still keeping us in the game, really. But when we took it through to the last ten minutes, I'll give them nine out of ten for perseverance, and I'll give him eleven out of ten for the final whistle. Yeah. But Cody, in my mind, steered us to that win with his shouting, he's telling yeah. them where to get in position. So I'd give him man of the match. Which is unusual for me. I'd have normally given it to, uh, I'd have probably given it to Nevis for that final shot, but Cody today. And um, we're being told here, I'm getting some things 2011 Jarvis winner. Um, Carl White 2000 Jarvis 1 0, unbeaten four games at Villa Park. Reaper says 2011. Joe said, Did yeah. Jarvis get the winner under McCarthy in 2010? What is the correct answer? It is 2011 in the Premier League. However, when it was the previous league, it's 41 years. So we had a massive break in it. It was yeah. 10th of March, 1980. And that's when it was the old Division One. And the Premier Sean, League, it was Jarvis. And Sean Dendonka scored the winner a couple of years ago. We're talking about the top flight, I think. Yeah, we are. Not when we're in the championship and not, not in the, the championship. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. mate. And um, just before we go, um, how is the um, the membership going along now with the uh, the trust? We're rattling along very well. What I'll say to everybody on the channel tonight is we need more diversity in the trust members. At the moment, it's predominantly men. I'd love to see some more ladies join and I'd love to see some more family units join. Uh, we're currently, I think we're around 150 um, adult members and we've got some children as well that are in the family ones. So it's bubbling along nicely. I think it's about 169, 170 altogether with the, the youngsters. Um, the aim is to get that over the 200 mark by the end of the month. Um, but ultimately, we'd like to have, as we get in there at the moment, we'd like to have the biggest trust support, apart from the Man United's and, and the Liverpool's that have international supporters on their trust. We'd like to have the biggest fan base supporting the trust that we can. There's a question for the Reaper here. What's the minimum age for an individual to join the trust? 
There is no minimum age, but um, as an adult paid-up member, you're over 16. As a family member, it can be any any age. Okay, you have to have parental permission. Yeah, you have to have parental because, unfortunately, we do have a couple of sponsors uh, that sponsor our leaflets that are casinos. I do have to say that we, we do have to have an adult giving permission for a junior to join, so it's best to do a family membership. Absolutely, mate. And if people want to uh, find out more about it, is there a website? There is a website, www.wolves1877trust.com. Uh, and we're also .co.uk. And we're also on Facebook, which is Wolves1877 Supporters Trust. And you, they're able to vote on different things. They uh, are, yes. The AGM, I'll, so that's fantastic. I'll give you an example at the moment. We're in talks at the moment with the Wolves about further developing the safe standing at Molyneux. Yeah. Uh, there are talks, obviously, because we've now got it in, we can be one of the, the first ones in there to use that in the South Bank and the Quadrant. But we're in talks to them about whether they're planning on moving that to any other areas of the stadium. There you are. Well, the Reaper said, nice one. We'll get me and the young one signed up. So there you go, to get to the 200 uh, one. Uh, LA Wolf fan said, uh, that sounds awesome. And Richard, just to remind you, it, we're on about... I think they're on about the uh, beat them away two seasons ago. Sam, I don't think that's correct, is it, in the top flight? No, we haven't done this in the top flight. might have been in a cup game or something, but 2011 was the, the Matt Jarvis winner. Fantastic. Absolutely. Sam, great to bump into you today. And nice to meet yes. your young lad as well. Hope he enjoyed yep. the day. And no doubt we'll see you again. And anytime you want to come on and have a chat after the game. Always. Extra time's always here for you, mate. That's it. Well, as I say, you're all welcome to come to the trust meetings. Um, the next one will hopefully be on a Zoom so anybody who's a member can join. And I'm also running a stream now for the trust meetings when we, we meet at the Emerald Club in Wolverhampton. Absolutely. Thanks ever so much, Sam. Pleasure, everybody. Great day. Up the walls. Up the walls, mate. Always wolves. Get it right. <laughs> hey. hey. Catch you later, Sam. See you later. Football's always the winner. That's absolutely. Enjoy match of the day as well. We will. So that's great. So next up, we're going to have Craig, followed by Jess, then Paul, um, and then Jack to finish up. So, Craig, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Look at that big smile on your face. <laughs> I not stop giggling. And I've, I've wrote a song for you, Dave. Oh, you've wrote a song. I have, I have, I have. Just Are you getting the tuber out or no, 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 no. This is this is just me gonna 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 uh, sing to you, and you can join in the chorus because uh, uh, the words are really easy. Because it's just ha 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 Okay. You ready for this? You ready for this, guys? Yeah, we'll give it. We'll give it. We'll give it, guys. This is live entertainment. Live, right. Absolutely. I saw a laughing wolfie today at Villa Park. A two 0 down. It's over. They're tearing us apart. But Silas nets one back for us, and Cody made it too. Then Ruben sticks a winner in to stick the boy or crew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, mate. 
And that's what right, it feels that was, like. That it? was pretty damn good. I'll tell you uh, what, this is live TV, <laughs> live YouTube. Oh, like, man. That was really good. Do you know you're a poet if you don't know it? Oh, you know, absolutely. <laughs> um, I like that, mate. It's what you do yeah. in your spare time. You couldn't be the next, you know. You're, I mean, Rogers and Ammonstein has got nothing on you, mate. <laughs> um, so much wrong today, but everything right. Uh, you know, we, we played Leicester, Man United, Spurs. We absolutely played them off the park. How many points we get? None. Yeah. Um, today, first half, you could argue uh, 45, 55, and maybe in Villa's favour. And the second half, for that uh, first 35 minutes, we, 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 we were just nowhere near it, were we, Dave? Um, no. And, and at 2-0... I was just ready to get the razor blades out and like slip me here, um, not like it throat. But what a comeback! And the character of these of these guys and the fans were absolutely magnificent again. You guys were were unbelievable. But, but I have to say to you, Dave, you need to get your bleep machine out. I know, I know. Apologies. I am apologising <laughs> because I am one. I don't swear. I try not to, but I, it was the ninety-fifth minute winner, and I, I put my to let the odd um, expletive go. So I do apologise. I didn't mind that. Sometimes I am only human, and <laughs> you have to say these things to express how unbelievable that beeping was. That's fantastic, Dave. I know, I know, I know. I got a bit carried away for me. I That's don't care. Only me, but Dave, there you go. What can I say? It was passion, and it was absolutely magnificent. Um, but also, that was payback for the battering of the 92 minutes that we gave Villa at the Golden Palace, and they yeah. get that not, uh, uh, and that, and they get that uh, that 93rd minute penalty. And I didn't hear Dean Smith at that point saying. Well, today was a smashing grab. And today, we scored three goals and they scored two. That makes us the winners. End of story. Game over, Dean. Go and sulk. See you, mate. Um, we we really miss Raul today. We did. And we don't miss him. Uh, well, we uh, do. But, but, but Raul plays in both the number nine and the number 10 positions, Dave. And he links up. Matinho, Nevers, and the front players, um, and we 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 really really miss that player just out, outside of, of the uh, the eighteen yard yard yeah. box. Raul Raul come, comes off that line and he fills that uh, space and he and he links the play and we miss that today. Um, I think that Troyore, Samedo. Uh, Marcel, they look fantastic from our 18-yard box to the opposition's 18-yard box, but they don't do anything behind those those uh, lines. There's, there's absolutely no end end uh, uh, sort of product at all, which is a, a, a shame because they all look great, as but 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 they've got no um, end product at all. Um. I've also, Large was my man of the match, Dave. Bruno Large? Yeah, having the, the courage when we're 2-0 down 
to make that many substitutions of forward players at a risk of losing four or five nil when you're like two none down and you and you're being battered to be the to only be criticism fair. I would have, and I think a few fans might say this, and we were talking about it in the stands that he didn't make the changes sooner. I, I agree. But when we were one nil down, when we were two nil, I thought, is this too late now? Turned out it wasn't, and we ended up with the finish. But I wanted, I really wanted him to try to change it from about the 60, 65th minute before Villa's second one went in. But the the last part of the match, Dave, was amazing. Made the changes. What did you think of Fabio's contribution? Um, right. he, he's still young, uh, Dave, and 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 this league's unforgiving. And I think that he's he's he, he's taking time to adjust uh, to to the league. I think in a, in a year's time, he's he's, he's going to be. Uh, a really great player, but he, but he's got so so much to learn. It's you know it's it, it's a really tough league, Dave. Um, it is. It's unforgiving, and yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Had we been, had we have lost that today, it, it would have been hard to take. And you know the Villa, uh, you know, I mean things like that can change a season, both for Villa and uh, for Wolves. Uh, Bennett says uh, there's 162. We just had up to 200 actually watching. So, yeah, if you would smash a like uh, on the video, that would be really appreciated. Let YouTube know you like the content. It only takes a second. If you're watching it back or you're listening to it on the podcast, you know, please leave us a five-star rating. Uh, Craig, um, give us your... Um, you've given us Bruno Large as your man yeah, of the match. Yeah, yeah. What about your performance rating? Uh, six and a half overall, um, about three and a half for the first uh, <laughs> 80 minutes. 80 minutes and a 10 out of 10 for the last 15. I mean, coming back from 2 0 down in front of them, and they hate losing, don't, don't, don't they, Dave? Vile fans, uh, they, oh, yeah, uh, they do. You know, they're so, they're so my, fav- my favorite Villa chant is always the one <laughs> they go, Villa, Villa, Villa. I love that when they do that, it's just so funny, you know, it just makes me laugh, but uh. And they were giving us the mind the gap as well, um, which was uh, fair enough. And then I think at full eighty song, minutes, no, Dave. That's all. It was being sang back. I was so. singing for eighty minutes. That's Their all. song, that that mind the gap song. I mean, there ain't much of a gap like there used to be, but it does wind them up a little bit. To be fair, when you sing that, <laughs> yeah, it, absolutely brilliant, mate. I always appreciate you coming and you, on, Dave. Um, and um, it's great to see such a beaming smile. And uh-huh. you just want to. To go out on, mate, just uh, to finish off on, can you give us that song again? Yeah, with the greatest, with the greatest pleasure. I composed it while, while I was... Hold, I was hold on, hold on. But whilst you do it, I'm going to bring Jess, Jack and Paul on, who are going to come on in a minute. Okay. Um, and then they can they can do the ha-ha-ha-ha with okay. us at the end. Okay. So I'm going to bring them on. Just very quickly. Right, you guys. Hiya, Jack. Hiya, Paul. Hold on. Hold on. Background. I think you've got to join in the ha ha ha. Then we've got Molly <laughs> New as well. And then uh, they'll come up. Are you ready, guys? Thumbs up. Yeah. Are you ready for right. this? Let's take <laughs> away then. and then we'll okay. do the ha 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 bit. Here we the go. Then. This is I probably- saw a laughing wolfie today at Villa Park. 
A tune all down, it's over, they're tearing us apart. But Soyuz nets one back for us, and Cody made it two. Then Ro Ruben sticks the winner in to zinc the Voyle crew. Oh! That's my vagina ass. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely Sorry. brilliant. Craig, I'm going to drop you, Paul, and Jack off. Jess, you're going to stay on with me, all right? And yeah. then Jess can make a day. Craig, oh, yes. that was absolutely brilliant. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, mate. Cheers, boys. Every and time you come on now, you've got to do one of them. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Right, that's brilliant from Craig. We're going to just drop um, um, Paul and Jack off. Uh, and great to be welcomed by a young lady. Uh, Jess, how are you today? Look, By the way, Jess, I'm loving the Wolves uh, logo wallpaper you've got going on there. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. And um, I invited Jess on. Um, she uh, follows us on Instagram and she's mad into your football you play a little you're quite a good little footballer yourself your mm -hmm. aspiration is to one day play for the Wolves women's team is that right yeah definitely and who's your favorite uh favorite player in the ladies team and uh and the men's team Jess um for the women's probably Lowry Walker yeah um, for the men's either well when I was mascot I walked out with Sace and Jimenez so probably one of those two absolutely fantastic now I saw you post on your uh, Instagram a reaction of you and your dad jumping around off the sofa celebrating. I am, I am guessing that was to the ninety-fifth minute winner. Am I right? Yeah. Oh man! And you obviously got managed to get a stream on the telly. Yeah. And um, to just talk us through your emotions through the game today, Jess. Well, I think first half, neither team were really at the races. I think Villa probably had a couple of chances, so did we. I thought Wang wasn't particularly very good, obviously. I don't know if that was because Jimenez wasn't there. You know, that their link up against Newcastle was unbelievable. But I think, yeah, neither team were really particularly at their best first half. Yeah. yeah, obviously when, I think when we scored, it kind of, they just panicked and I think they just crumbled towards the end and yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And um did you see it coming? There's a lot of people saying welcome to you. Uh Luke Donk wants that wallpaper in his life. Uh <laughs> Merv says hi, Jason says hi to you, uh uh Carl says hi, Wolf from LA says and and Sean Wolf is loving your wallpaper. Barry said West, best for the future. So you've got quite a lot of people saying hello to you here. And, um, yeah, I mean, it it was just a, a remarkable um, last 15 minutes, wasn't it? Could you believe it? Yeah, Can you actually believe what happened? Not particularly. I think we were 2-0 down and I probably would have put money on Villa getting the next goal. And then, obviously, we scored and then we scored again. And then when Neves got the free kick, my dad said to me, do you think it'll be a Neves masterclass? And I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure. And then 
obviously it went in and it, it was just completely crazy and I wouldn't I don't think I expected it really obviously we were 2-0 down and I probably wouldn't have predicted it to go that way but yeah you know I think as I said before when we scored that goal Villa just crumbled uh, they did it was kind of like the momentum shifted and the belief in our players the energy that we found do you think um, the introduction of Daniel Pedence was the key thing? Absolutely. I think he was outstanding today. I think he was one of the best players on the pitch for us. He did. I, think, he did I also play. think... Go on, Jess. Yeah, and I also think just after the game, seeing all the photographs and seeing the emotion in the players, I think that just shows the passion and how, obviously, we were 2-0 down. And I think you could just tell that how amazing they thought it was and I think that just really for me that's amazing to see you know they they're as happy as we are in terms of getting the three points and having an amazing comeback but yeah I, I agree with you I do think Pedence was definitely the one of the best players on the pitch today and if, maybe if he wasn't on there I don't think we probably would have come back as well as we did he has made an impact when he's come on as substitute. And I say he's got, he's said before, he's got such a low centre of gravity. And I was watching the way he was twisting and turning. It was almost like like they couldn't keep an eye on where he was going. And, and they were that focused on him. The spaces started to open up. And it was just like sheer panic at the, uh, at the back for Villa in those last 10, 15 minutes after we got the first. And then Cody scrambled the ball. I mean, I was so pleased for Cody. Scoring that goal, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you were probably off the off your seat for that one as well. Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. So, um, Jess, before we get on to your man of the match and your performance rating, just tell everyone a little bit more about you, um, your football, what positions, what team you play, and um, and that type of thing. So, I'm 14 years old and I play for Great Worley. Uh, yeah. Um. And yeah, as you said before, I'm quite involved in the women's team. I'm a part of the Wolves Women podcast and I've been a Wolves fan all my life. Um, I think I started going to the games, I think I got a season ticket when I was about six and started playing football over lockdown. But yeah, football is my life and to get the three points today and to experience the things I have done this past couple of years with the men's and the women's team has been unbelievable and I'm so, so grateful to have experienced everything that I have done. I'll tell you what, we, could we do talk about the, the women's team are on an incredible rise. I think they've won 35 out of the last 40 games or 45 out of the last 50, something crazy like that. And obviously undefeated this year. The only thing that, I'm, that, that surprises me in the women's game, and it was told to me the other day, they could run away, win their league this year, and then they've still got to play a playoff to get promoted and put in a business plan. I think that's a little bit harsh. Um, where you know what on them if for that because it this should be natural promotion and relegation, but there doesn't seem to be in the women's game at the moment, does there? No, and I think we discussed this exact point on one of the first episodes of the Wolves Women podcast, and we all agreed. I think it is a bit disappointing, you know. There's obviously in the women's football, it's like a pyramid, and there's multiple leagues from League Three down, and Obviously, if the top league in the Northern League, which is what we're in, would have to play the team that finished top in the Southern League. And I think the two teams that are top at the minute are Ipswich and Southampton, and they're both in the 
in the phases of going professional. And I think it's disappointing for both teams, whoever wins and loses that playoff sort of match, because I think both teams arguably deserve it, you know. Well, I think and personally, I think, I think both teams, the winners of both divisions should automatically go up and there should be two relegations. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't seem we all went we all went nuts over the Super League, um, you know, and no relegation. And there should be a natural pyramid for the women's game. And when I was told this, I couldn't actually believe it. Surely there's if you win your league, you, you know, I mean, that, that's still only one place. Whereas in every other league, it's like two or three that goes up. I just think that's a bit crazy. I don't know why that is. I don't know why they've put that in place. It just seems unfair, especially for a team that could have a very, very good season and then not go up because, i.e., they lose a playoff game against someone else that's won a league that, as you say, is in the process of going fully time professional. And then they've got to put in a business plan to go just madness to me but you know you probably know a lot more about that for me uh, and um in terms of um i didn't did you give you man of the match pedence did you say yeah i would give it probably i would probably give it pedence i think when he came on he changed the game for wolves uh, Stu Kelsall says great to see your passion for the wolves uh jess could, what position do you play jess when you play attacking midfielder normally Ah, right. So you score a few goals then, do you? Hopefully, yeah, this season. And a, few, and a few assists. So how is your uh, great Whirly Girls team doing so far early season? Yeah, well, we're... At the minute, we're second in the league. We've got a game in hand. We've had two games called off this week and last week. So I think if we win these... If we win our next couple of games, we'll be joint on goal difference. So, yeah, we're doing really well at the minute. Congratulations. We'll keep up. Jess, I hope you've enjoyed making your debut on the uh, on the channel. You speak very, very well, actually, and um, hopefully uh, you'll come on to the show again, yeah? Yeah. From, from our point of view, it's really good as well, because we do have Amy often, who, you've probably seen Amy, who normally co-hosts, but she's been quite busy with her social life since lockdown. <laughs> and I think it's very important to have a female... Uh, to hear from female fans. So thank you so much for uh, having the confidence to come on and talk to us tonight. No worries. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome, Jess. Speak to you again, mate. Bye. Cheerio, mate. So that's Jess. She talked ever so well. We've just got two more callers to get in and we've got a first-time caller and a new member of the International Fan Reaction. And this is Paul who's Bahama Wolf. You actually live in the Bahamas, Paul. I do. I do indeed, Dave. Yeah, Bahama Wolf is my uh, Molyneux Mix uh, username. So uh, those of you on Molyneux Mix, and when I sort of make the odd comment or two, um, here's the face to the name. So, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, I know you've been messaging because you haven't been able to watch a lot of the games recently, but you have have this one. Uh, and I know you're sending an international fan reaction for a couple of minutes, aren't you, for that? But, Paul, before we... Yeah, you should have it. I've, I've uh, WhatsApp. I haven't checked my WhatsApp, so yeah. um, it's probably on there somewhere. Let's just have a look, So, which is great. I'll be looking forward to seeing what you've got as your background So that uh, for, the, for, for that one. But, Paul, <laughs> how, how come you're over in the Bahamas? And I think you knew Sir Jack, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, I've been over here... Uh, over 20 years now. Um, I moved here in 1999. Um, 
I met my wife here. Um, sadly, I'm, I'm divorced now, but I met her in 1993. Um, and we, I was traveling to and from the Bahamas sort of over Christmas periods. And sort of in 1998, I thought, you know what? After, after leaving at Christmas here to come back to England, I thought, you know what? I want to live here. I want to stay in the sun. So uh, yeah. we moved out here in 99. Um, I worked in insurance all my life. And um, I manage a local brokerage out here. And part of my remit is to manage, we had an office in Freeport, Grand Bahama, um, whereas you all know Sir Jack, um, Sir Jack lived there for a, a long time before he died. And in, in 1998, I think it was, um, I made a visit to Grand Bahama, to Freeport, and um, I was driving past the Port Authority building and um, I saw the car park with Sir Jack's name on it, and I thought, you know what? Let me, let me go and introduce myself as a Wolves fan. So I went in the building, and um, sort of rang his office, and his secretary answered the phone, and, and I introduced myself. I said, look, I don't know Sir Jack, but I'm a Wolves fan. I'm here in Freeport, and I'd like to meet him. So she told me to wait there. So I waited for a couple of minutes, and um, a minute or so later, she rang me back and told me to come upstairs. So I'm thinking that I'm going to be up there, you know, he's going to say a quick hello to me and whatever. And uh, I got into his office and he had me in his office for over three hours. You're kidding me. He did. He was a fantastic guy. I think I showed you the photo of, the, of my first visit yeah. uh, with him. And actually, my claim, one of my big claims to, to fame is that I was actually privy to the Kevin Doyle transfer. Oh, right, yeah. I was in his office at the time and Jez Moxie rang him. And confirmed that the deal was being the deal was done. So I was there. I was there when the phone call was made. Mad. So uh, yeah, and ever since then we've been we were really really good friends. Um, whenever I came over to England, he'd uh, he'd ask me when I'm going to England just to give him a call, and I, I would ring him, and he he yeah. saved tickets for me in the executive box, so I'd come over for the matches, and I had two seats there. Fantastic. Uh, I actually met Rachel Hayo Flint through him as well. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, you'd normally ring Rachel and say, look, Paul's coming over, save him two tickets or save him two seats. Um, so he was a great man. We had a great relationship. I still have a great relationship with his partner and his daughter, Amy. I don't know if Amy's watching, but good Amy Bloom, uh, Clough. Um, so we've been friends for a very long time. Um, I was invited to his funeral when he died, his private funeral here in, in Freeport. So I went to his funeral and um, was with the family after and that. So a great man. I mean, he's done a fantastic job. Uh, football, then I know all the Wolves fans will agree that man will, will never forget him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, That's why there's a statue to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a gentleman as well. Yeah, absolute hero. So, yeah. That's fantastic, mate. And it's uh, absolutely brilliant to have you making your debut live as well. Yeah, so, you've watched, you've watched the game today? I did. <laughs> what, what a game. I mean, the emotions... At the end, the delirium at the end was uh, absolutely just out of this world. Uh, first off, like everyone said, um, and I totally agree with you, Dave, a couple of the comments that you made. I think first and foremost, you, you, you have to take into account international breaks does no yeah. team any favours at all, at all. Um, for, for our team, I mean, we had eight or nine of the first team out um, on international duty. So how on earth Bruno could sort of convey any kind of team play, team pattern, team strategy, tactics. It just wasn't really possible. And, you know, we had Raul coming in sort of, I think it was maybe early this morning, 
or late yesterday. Yeah, th- yeah very late. But, um, obviously, a lot of jet lag, tired. So, you know, you've you got this mishmash situation. And, and he uh, played three times for Mexico as well. That's right. That's right. So, um, I, although I do agree, he probably should have come on a bit earlier. I, I, I totally understand him not playing, um, not starting. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of pers- people have said that the defend- that the, the lineup was, was kind of defensive. And I, I can kind of understand that. But I think also at the same time, you know, he, he did give Dendonka license to roam forward. So, you know, I think it was just really keeping it nice and tight. But then, you know, when, whenever Dendonka could, could link up with the forward players, then, you know, that's what he tried to do. Although, again, I agree, Wang had his worst worst game for us. Um, yeah, I, yeah, he, he did. But I think there were circumstances behind yeah. that. I don't think he just felt comfortable. I think if he'd have had Raul next to him, maybe Raul would have played a lot closer. A trial is always likes to go wide and they were a bit wide playing i mean just paint the scene for me um and for everyone watching and listening at, at paul where you were watching this who you were watching it with how big was your tv you know i mean were you outside in the sunshine i mean paint the picture well there's my tv um okay you you have to remember we're like five hours behind you so when the match starts it's 10 a.m in the morning Early doors, breakfast for you then. Right, so so it's a, it's an English full English break, breaky for me, and and for the most part, I, I watch it on my own. There used to yeah. be a couple, a couple of Wolves fans here living in Nassau um, that I used to meet up at the local cricket club. Yeah, and, um, you know, if, if Wolves were were on live, we'd, I'd go there to watch it with them. But they've they've moved back to England. Um, I know there's a there's a Wolves fan or two in Freeport, Grand Bahama, which is like the second city. Um, Freeport Wolves, um, if, if you're watching, I know you're on Molly New Mix. We've, we've had a couple of uh, conversations as well. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I, I watch it on my own. So I, 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 I had at about uh, quarter to 12 my time, at quarter to five, maybe a bit earlier, your time. I had my neighbor come and ring my bell. <laughs> the, the noise that I made, the, the jumping up and down and the noise that I made after after Neves's uh, free kick went in, she, she knocked the door and said, are you okay? I said, no, I'm more than okay. I bet you were. Were you, were you running around that living room, mate? Absolutely. I was jumping up and down. I, That's I, what I like to hear. Remote down. Absolutely fantastic feeling when that went in. And, um, you know, I joined in with a chorus, you know, Mind the Gap and all the other uh, chance that we're going there. Uh, I saw you even lost it a bit, Dave, with your language and all of that stuff. I know, I know. I, know. <laughs> I apologise for that. I know I am normally so good, but I have to just say that it was a 95th minute winner and I did yeah. get a little bit. I, I did. I, what can I say? It's sometimes yeah. even I get, well, to describe that emotion, you just comes out of you, did it? <laughs> but yeah, so apologies for that. On yeah. the uh, you've obviously watched the Nevers goal back on my YouTube channel. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. The match vlog will be out tomorrow as well. Yeah. I've got all the goals and the build up, and I've got Villa. I've got a couple of Villa fans interviewed before the game as well so uh, that's going to be a good one when it comes out and obviously the international final will be out the day after as well which you'll be on too so just to finish off with yourself Paul uh, let's have your man of the match and your performance rating um, man of the match was Podence definitely the game changer but I think Traore was a, was a close second I think I thought he played very well um, made some really good runs one or two passes I think everyone made a miss place passes every now and then and I, again I just think it's down to the fact that they didn't train together as much as they'd like to but yeah. he made some 
make you know we got us that free kick at the end and then the finish was just superb but for me my my breakout play of the season is Kilman oh yes unbelievable phenomenal his runs his forward runs and dribbling is just superb he's defending all round defending is superb he's my breakout player so far this season been excellent <laughs> and what was your performance rating uh definitely 9 a nine, a nine for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, everything, Enjoy. everything they should have done in the first 75, they did in the last 15. So it's a nine for me. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. Paul, absolute pleasure speaking to you live. Thank you so much for coming no on. I'm no uh, looking forward to uh, featuring you on the International Fan Reaction. You have been saying you'll be doing this one and hopefully we'll get you on more regular as You'll well. And, and also the story about Sir Jack was wonderful as well, mate. Thank you. And congratulations to you as well, Dave, on your uh, nomination. I think I think you're doing an absolutely fantastic job. Um, look that. forward to you and, and Magic Moss. Say hi to your mom and dad and belated um, anniversary uh, greetings to them as well. You're doing a fantastic job, mate. Keep it up. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Paul. And you're a real top bloke. And, and hopefully yeah. we'll speak many more times. Absolutely. Cheers, Dave. All the best. Cheers. Always walls, mate. And that's Paul. What a lovely bloke he was. Uh, great to have him on all the way over in uh, the Bahamas. And my last but not least, who I did meet again at the game today. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, mate. How are yeah. you? Oh, man. Talk me through your day. <laughs> As you can tell by my voice, I can't really speak much. <laughs> what oh, a game. No. I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that. You can't rise it, mate. You cannot rise it at all. It was you incredible. Can, yeah. Whereabouts in the ground were you? In the I end? was about eight or nine rows behind you. I was right at the back row. In oh, Keith row. So I, I saw you. I was right. I was right, literally right behind you. Oh, and I'll tell you something. Um, that last, I mean, let's just start from the thing. We talked before the game. And I just want, what did I say to you before the game? Your exact about words. what, what I, I got this feeling. Exactly. I know what you're going to say. Your exact words were, it's going to be a, nine, a 90th minute winner. And I said to you, not a chance. And then when I come down at the end and I said, I called it, didn't I? I, I said to you, you called it bang on. And I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it myself. <laughs> I don't know why I had that feeling today, but I just had this feeling. I said to you, you know, imagine if we score an added time win and what it would be like. Yeah. And it absolutely you did say happened. That to be fair. And I you didn't did say, say on the preview or on the thing. And I said it to a few people. I thought people are going to think I made this up, but I didn't. I did say it. You there still, mate? Jack looks like he's uh, Jack looks like he's frozen. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. I'm That's back. all right. I was going to say <laughs> the uh, the internet people had kicked you out there because, you know, I was saying that. Just talk me through your match day today. Talk me through the game. Talk us all through the game. Your emotions as from kickoff to half time oh, yeah. to the end. Just talk us through it, mate. Each goal. First off, to be honest with you, I've said to you before, we, I, I wasn't impressed. Like, it was okay, but. Like you'd like everyone else has said, misplaced passes. Troy O'Reilly's big chance. It's a great side by the keeper. To be fair, there wasn't a lot going. There was a but there was a couple of chances for both teams. When it went to two nil, I thought I thought here we go again. I thought we're gonna it's, it's gonna be over. We're not gonna get anything. Personally, Pedence was by far 
incredible when he came on. I thought Pedence, they, oh, everyone said Pedence changed that game 100%. Um, and Neves, to have the composure in the 94th minute. To be fair to you, if you've seen the highlights of it, if it's, yet, going in, if it's going in, it, it, it's going to go in, but Target stands in front of it. So if it hits his hand, it's being given as a pen. If you oh, watch it? it, yeah. If you watch it, Target's got his arm like that. Literally, the ball hits his arm, and it flies in. Oh right! Now I haven't watched it back, other than obviously the one that I caught the video of, and I'm looking <laughs> forward to match of the day uh, starting shortly. Mm. Um, but like, when when obviously when the second one went in from Villa, did you think that's it? It's done. Yeah, I was I, I was I was adamant. I thought I thought I looked at my mate who was sat next to, him and I said. I can't see where we're going to score from. And then he made the changes, which I know you said was a little bit late, but I think, personally, from watching it, Villa's, Villa dropped deeper and deeper as yeah. soon as they took yeah. Matty Cash off. So I think yeah. Matty Cash was their best player. Yeah, he, had a good, he did have a good game down that side for them. And then when we scored the uh, the, the goal, which was a really good goal that Saez finished off, did you think, oh, that's a consolation? Because I look, I when that went in, my immediate thought was there's at least 10, 15 minutes to mm. go, we can get something out of this. I mean, a few people said, Oh, that's the consolation. No. But I never thought that. I thought we I, I thought, yes. We when so he scored, I thought I thought I, I would have been happy taking a point from that point then. But then when Cody scored and I thought I was exactly like the year, I thought Cody scored and I thought we've got a chance here. We, we we've got a chance of getting a winner. I was saying it in the uh, in the stands to everyone around me. We're going to win this. We're going to win this three mm. two, and we, it, you just felt like there was this. It was like an onslaught at the end. It was like Villa had sort of like I think they were shell shocked. Yeah, the, the fans were shell shocked. And well, what 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 fans? What with the fans that was left? You mean? Yeah, there's a lot of them <laughs> did go uh, did go quite early, didn't they? Well, like, 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 the tra- like one of the Fellas said, "I don't I can't remember his name." When they when the first one went in, they started to leave. As soon as the second one in went in, sorry, everybody in that stadium, Villa point of view, was going. And I was like, "Why are yeah. you leaving?" And I, know. I couldn't. Do you, know, do you know what it reminds me of, Dave? To be honest with you, and I said this to my mate who's a Villa fan. It reminds me of when we were at Wembley. Uh, that that for us is theirs today. I think personally. Yeah, when that goal went in. And then it kind of like we got deeper and deeper and yeah. deeper and deeper, and then they got that last minute. Equal. I know it was a bit like that, but the uh, talk me through the emotions that you and your friends and the people around you when never when that. But I mean, it took the deflection to me. It kind of almost happened in slow motion. It yeah, was like yeah. all just seemed to freeze and still frame into the net as it just. Watched it, it was like it's just literally bouncing along like this, and it's like the keepers dive the, the other way, yeah. and then it just go, it goes across the line, and just talk us through that, man. The the emotion, mate. To be honest with you, it, I, I was just shell shocked because I, I, I just my mate next to me, he said as soon as the free kick was given, he says this is going in the top corner. Yeah, obviously one in the top corner, but I said to him, I don't care how it's gone in, we scored, and I couldn't believe. I was just absolutely. Over the moon and in shock because I, I were just you didn't bouncing around arms, limbs. To be fair to you, uh, every bit of everything. <laughs> I, was, I was just in shock. I, I was really, I just, I, more than strangers. Yeah, <laughs> I had to sit down mate, at the end because I, I just couldn't believe it. It was like that, man. It was like it was 
surreal. It was like I was just at one point just soaking up the atmosphere yeah. of the fans and the players and and when the final whistle went and how everyone oh, the passion of the players at the end of that game was incredible. You could tell it drained them like with the whole how it played out. And at the end of that game, you could tell how like happy and over the moon they were. But it didn't help with the international break because like mm-hmm. like the gentleman said before, nine players in the first team went away. I was like. You could understand where Bruno had to somehow build the team around that, and I, and I think he did brilliantly too with the decisions. Like obviously, Jimenez, I'd, I'd love to see him start, but you'll start next week. Won't oh, they? 100%, 100%, He's given him a couple of days off now to rest and yeah. enjoy that. I bet all the players will be watching match of the day tonight, which is starting yeah. in the next couple of minutes. We've got a couple of minutes to finish off the show, and um, I appreciate you sticking around to the end of the uh, to the end, mate. So, to finish off the show, give me your man of the match and your performance rating. My man of the match is going to go to Ruben Neves because I thought first half he was okay, but then second half, like we said, as as soon as Villa got deeper and deeper, he was picking the ball up and pinging unbelievable passes. And I was thinking that ball for, is it Pedenza, the first goal, the the little chip put in the back? That, That ball was unbelievable. I mean, he, he has. I think I'll probably give it to Nevers the way he was on a yellow as well. And yeah. um, he's just got such class. I did think Daniel Pedence. Um, Pedence would have been more second. Of the for the last more 15 second, minutes. Um, Troy already did some good things. I know he frustrates people. Uh, Wang didn't have his best game, fair enough. Mm. Uh, Raul came on for a little bit of a cameo at the end. You know, uh, Kilman, you know, the defence, uh, you know, did okay. And we. Yeah. We did start to get control of the game before half time, but the, obviously Danny Ings is, uh, you know, is always. You know what you're going to get with Danny Ings. He's such a good striker. He's a well-known striker. People know what he's about. You he know, I, I called that. I said that all day. I said he's going to score. I didn't want him to, but I said he will score because you, you know Brilliant. what he expected. And he did. In regards to your question, yeah, here's your answer. Two years ago in lockdown, yeah, Wolves, Wolves from one nil. Leander Dendonka scored against Villa at Villa yeah. Park. In the yes. Premier League, so yeah. Sam was wrong then. <laughs> there you well, go. That, Wait, that you was know. the last time, but the time before that was Jarvis. Well, I think what we'll do in Sam's defence, we'll say that in front of a crowd. Was it? I bet it was in front of a crowd too. Well, years yeah, ago. if it's in front of a crowd, Jarvis, yeah, yeah. Can't even get him out of jail on that one. Then, well, <laughs> listen, Wolves. Carl is telling us that Wolves are third on match of the day, so there's no need to panic. And uh, what's your <laughs> performance rating? Can I do both? Can I do yeah, first 80 in the last Why 15? not? Right, go for it. Why, I mean, first 80, I'd give it a I'd say point. normally it's a game of two hours, but today it's a game of uh, 80 minutes and 15 minutes at the end. Yeah. First 80, I'm going to say a five, because I didn't think we, there was too many sloppy mistakes, I thought, personally. I mean, you look at the second goal, it, it's a misplaced by Juan. And yeah. then if you look at goal, it actually comes off Neves. The yeah. deflection, it comes off Neves, and you're like, oh, okay, two mistakes. But the last, the last fifteen minutes, I'm not even going to say a number because it was that amazing. I can't even. It'll be a million because it was that amazing to watch, and to be there to witness it yeah. as well, man. To be in the ground, and then, as I say, it's only happened three times in Premier League era that a team that has been losing two nil after the 80th minute. Um, has come back to win the game 3 2. Apparently, we're fourth on match of the day, according to people in the comments. Can you believe Apparently. that? Well, how can you be fourth on match of the day? I mean, I know there was uh, the Leicester game. Was... I mean, there was a great game with Leicester, which is on match of the day now as we speak. But yeah. it's, it's one of them. 
Yeah, it's, it's one of them. I can't. I'm, I'm still in shock, mate. Honestly, I can't believe what's happened today. I know, and we're uh, currently eighth, mm. twelve points, um, three points off Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> Two points behind. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's reality. Like people have got to look at it. If you win the next one against Leeds, you'll be in that position, and you'll have some fans thinking, "Nah, this ain't going to happen." But I think it's funny. It, it, it's doable. It is. It really is. We've got to dream it, you mate. I mean, exactly, mate. we haven't drawn a game yet either. It's no. either like win or no. lose. Um, and we've played. Uh, we've played eight. Is it played eight or seven? Yeah, we've played, played eight. eight. One four, lost four. No, and it, the goal difference zero. <laughs> but we're eighth in the table. Exactly. It's a funny. And we've played better in the first three games than we have probably in the latter one. But that's football yeah. for you. Exactly. Uh, true. Uh, Carl says we're one point. Um, better off than uh, this stage last season. And don't forget, uh, it wasn't far off when Raul got injured. Trudy says, great show tonight. Luke says, with three points off the top four, the rise begins. <laughs> if we can get to January and bring in Neto back, and you know, well, we're going to need to bring in defenders because there's two guys. Oh, 100%, 100% we need a centre-half, 100%. Well, we're going to lose Saiz and Bolly to the African. Now, yeah. I know Bolly's not getting in into the side. And yeah. Darren says, to finish off, Looking forward to Leeds away. Are you going to Leeds, mate? Yes, I am, Matt, and I can't wait already. Oh, I'll see you there. Yes, mate. Uh, listen, just, yeah, just to finish off the show, um, if you've enjoyed this uh, show, please smash a like. Please consider subscribing to the channel, hitting the bell. Uh, okay, same if you're watching it back on YouTube. And if you're listening to it, uh, you know, Sunday, Monday onwards on the uh, Always Wolves podcast, please leave us a, a rating. Thank you to... Uh, Spider VPN for, for powering this. Thanks to all my guests tonight. It's been a fantastic lineup of guests. Thanks for being so patient, Jack. And thanks to all of you guys for joining in in the chat and in the comments. Much appreciated. We're all going to go off now, get a cup of tea or a tip <laughs> or whatever it is, kick our heels up. And I'm looking forward to watching that back on Matthew yeah, the Day. Same there. Same there, Matt. I can't wait to watch it. I know. From myself and Jack and all of the guys and gals, always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you're still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.